0: Hi, Roaches. I'm Todd Tondera. Welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all this while spending the least amount of money. Each week on the show, I invite a friend to thrift with me. We gather a haul and drag it back to the studio to tell you all about it. This week, Steve from Bluffs is here. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty.
1: Hey, who said you could come in here? (laughs)
0: Welcome one, welcome all to the best thrifting podcast, uh, this side of Pennsylvania. Uh, Steve, you're from the other side of Pennsylvania. Yes, I, I'm from
1: uh, towards Pottsville, Pennsylvania. That's a uh, yingling country for anybody who's interested. Yingling beer? Yeah, yeah. It's we a all, nightmare. We all. <laughs> y- so do they brew it like close to where you live? I think think so i believe so i've only i've never toured the factory there is a factory in Pottsville, though i mean i doubt that all of it is made there mm-hmm. but i've met uh dick yingling who i is like mr the, yingling himself yeah mr yingling i met him wow. once uh he looks i think if like he took mike pence and you up to the like uh, 50s action figure factor, like Shit. significantly, he mm. would look like Dick Ingling, like it's somebody who has just like.
0: Now was he like cooler than Mike Pence? Well, I've never by met default Mike Pence. you'd assume a little <laughs> bit, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, well, yeah, probably by a small amount, but I. He, I mean, I, I spoke to him once, and it just he seemed like he had no soul. Yeah. So I, I mean, they're... did they
0: throw it like a good? amount of beer out because i'd be hanging by like one of those ying dumpsters
1: i'm sure there's i'm sure there's some dumpster divers looking looking for new yingling recipes
0: hell yeah yeah so you're on uh a relatively foreign side of pennsylvania yes yes and western side you've been here for how long have you been chilling in pittsburgh area two or three days
1: okay pretty pretty fresh in pittsburgh i'm uh spending a month here trying to play some music and uh drive for lift so yeah really uh really doing it
0: couple co- this. couple couple different sided corners there for yes as far, as far as options well yes you mentioned when we were scheduling you to be a guest on the show mm-hmm. you asked if uh if the show counted if you actually like sold at flea markets and sold and stuff like that and you said that you oh, had right. kind of yeah. like a, a a book thing going on tell me about yeah, that yeah uh
1: just yesterday i was at the uh mr Roboto uh flea market mr Roboto is a great like DIY, DIY venue, yeah. That was my first time there. I've I've just heard about it, people talking about it. But, um, the past couple months I've been building up an inventory to uh, sell used books at just different flea markets and stuff like that. So I I took about three hundred books over there and set up a table and and mm-hmm. sold some books for
0: the day and it it went all right. Hell hell yeah, yeah. and with bluffs with, uh, um, you've made geez you've made so much music in the past like a couple of years because it seems like you're always like releasing something or something's already out Mm -hmm. and like i respect that so much and i enjoy what you do like absolutely and that's why uh you're the theme for the show
1: yeah i'm really happy to have it my my song be the theme for the show yeah like it it works so well with the show so
0: that's why i love it.
1: it yeah yeah
0: but we went steve and i uh went on our first uh, thrifting adventure together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've uh what I loved about starting out the adventure is I usually have to introduce uh the individual on my show to uh cuz I I shop by the pound. I go to outlets and it's kind of like always just a weird go into, but <laughs> I asked Steve if uh you were I was like, "Hey, uh you heard like, you shop at outlets, you're like, yeah, I know that. Yeah. I know I'm, that vibe. I'm aware. I'm aware of the, the outlet lifestyle. I was so happy. Yeah. I was so was happy you were. Mm-hmm. And we saw a, a couple of the usuals today. Um, <laughs> party ways. Um, we met Dave. So, uh, as a listener, if you're new to the show, I once saw the knuckle of his... Genitals, the first knuckle of his genitals, and he's from the Marine Corps, and you've met Dave. Yeah, Dave seems like a uh,
1: a really cool guy. I see a lot of myself in Dave. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, like it's almost like looking in a mirror when you see Dave. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know, this guy is. He he leans left, and he he speaks a little softly. He's good uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: just good hearted. Yeah, no, Dave. Dave seems like a monster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I. Yeah, he he spoke for maybe fifteen seconds, and you, you gathered basically all of all of the his bottled up intensity just from him like w- whispering to you. Uh, what was what did it? What was it that he said that he like left on?
0: He wanted to see my new tattoos, and so okay. I like because he will actually touch you. Yeah, if mm-hmm. you got that vibe, like right. so he was like, "Yeah, what's the tattoos?" And I didn't want him to peel my sleeve up, so <laughs> I peeled the sleeve up, right. and he yeah. was just like, "Yeah, I'd get some," but he's like. Uh, you know, back when I was in the Marine Corps, back in the day, we didn't really have the ink that they do now. And I was like, okay, Dave, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the, the interaction we had. Uh, we ran into the curly-haired ha- lady that we talk about on the show a lot, Deb. And she was tearing, f- for fucking no reason, she was tearing apart DS cases
1: today? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. There were probably 30 Nintendo DS cases and uh none of the games were i uh, was she take was she the one taking the games out or i don't think gone so already? no okay well she was
0: pissed yeah. because the same reason i was pissed because somebody took the games out and left the cases which yeah. is definitely a thrifting thing they don't mm-hmm. want like any scent that they could save they save yeah so I, I, <laughs> you got that vibe
1: yeah i heard her talking to someone and was just like don't even bother looking through any of these they're every single one they're
0: gone <laughs> And so she decided to start tearing cases yep. up, yep. which <laughs> she told us to do it. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't, I, don't, I don't need to. Yeah. I don't need to do it. But it was a super busy day. It was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen that many people at the outlet in quite some time, actually. And we got a pretty tremendous haul for it being so many people there. Because the more people there, the more hands, the more bodies, <laughs> the harder yeah. it is to move. Mm-hmm. And we got some cool stuff two stadium I have two stadium cushions from the final season at Three Rivers Stadium 1970 to 2000 and it's death day is on that too December 16th 2000 and what you would actually do with these black and gold pokey little puppies here is you would put this cushion down on your actual stadium seat so your ass don't get cold when you're watching the Steelers and the Pirates and I've been finding a lot of Stadium, uh, Three Rivers Stadium specific because it's Pittsburgh. But right, like, right. people are starting to get rid of their Just Three get Rivers rid- memorabilia, and I'll eat Jeez. that up any day. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's coming up on what seventeen years? Yeah,
0: seventeen yeah. years worth. And, um, they actually go for twenty bucks a pop. Um, oh, that one is in super good condition. Being from the Philly area, you said you probably went to like two Eagles games. I went to, uh, yeah, I went to an Eagles Eagles game and a
1: Phillies game, and I think. The Phillies game was at Veterans Stadium probably like two or three months before they blew it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I I forget what the Eagles, if the Eagles were always in Lincoln Financial Field, but that, yeah, that was... I My only memory from the one was that uh, I went with my dad and he really had to go to the bathroom. And at one point before uh, pulling up to the stadium, he pulled the car up on a sidewalk and ran to a porta potty down the street and
0: number one or number two you think
1: i think number two yeah uh I was eight and terrified mm-hmm. so that that's my biggest memory with that
0: it wasn't actually the bowel movement that came out no you no. were not con- concerned fair no. enough well I uh did some digging and I actually found three river stadium's original website which oh. is it's it it still exists right So, you could go to www.3, as in the number, riversstadium.com, and it brings up, like, an event calendar, music, all kinds of stuff. Right. In case what you forgot would
1: happen at the stadium.
0: Yeah. Right. And what I didn't know, it says here in the ticker, the world premiere of Angels in the Outfield was viewed by 38,000 fans on the weekend. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) On the weekend of the 1994 baseball All-Star game. So if anybody in life asks you, when does Angels in the Outfield came out? You could say in Pittsburgh in at Three Pittsburgh. River Stadium. Yeah, the
1: all-star game.
0: And it says, not only is Three River Stadium home to the Pittsburgh Pirates and Steelers, its functions are the area's largest and most completely equipped outdoor venue. The stadium has been used for a broad range of special events, including the Billy Graham Crusade, in this is <laughs> okay that's a good one to lead off on yeah in quotes pork stock no yeah. n- a celebration of porky chedwick's 50th anniversary in radio oh we all remember porky chedwick oh
1: hell yeah 50 <laughs> that years monumentous of porky. figure in radio
0: and <laughs> championship football games so porky got he got up here the actual games got below porky
1: good lord Porky meant more to that. He was probably, like, funding, like, secret stuff with that stadium.
0: And it says here that if you want to schedule an event at Three Rivers Stadium, Mm -hmm. that there is an actual phone number to call it. So I'm going to call it right now. I'm assuming it's a dead number, but I'm going to call it uh, live on the show.
1: (laughs) It's probably a very sad, frustrated old person.
0: Oh... I should have expected that, right? Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, you can't schedule anything at Three Rivers anymore. How am I going to explain
1: to my kids that this stadium doesn't exist anymore? (laughs) Got to talk to your kids, Steve. I'm the worst
0: fucking father. (laughs) It was actually a really good book day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I haven't had uh, luck with it books um, for the past couple of months because it's just been dry. Um, but we got some really cool books. Uh, first and foremost, I've got from 1972, weird stories from real life, and on the front, this is by Marjorie Burns, and on the front is just like a dilapidated telephone booth. Oh yeah, it's just a fl- with a floating telephone in it. And this was from Scholastic Books, and from 72. And some of the looking at the table of contents, uh, we got. Do you have ESP? How I Read the Tarot, Be Careful What You Think About Rattlesnakes. I think that's where I'm going to start. I think the best title so far. Yes, we have the body. That's all in quotes. Okay. The Ghost That Stumbled, <laughs> The Most Haunted House in England, The Ghost in Black, The Traveling Salesman, and The Ghost. What Causes Ghosts? What Causes Ghosts? That's a good second one. The Ash Manor ghost. Things that go bump in the night, the great Amherst Mystery, Science Goes to a Seance. That's a sick name for fucking anything. That's great. That's my next album.
1: Awesome. All of those are actually song titles off my next album, so This the, sp-
0: the, Get the ready. spirit form of Katie King. Mm-hmm. You have a past with Katie?
1: Yeah, Katie Lang. Katie King? Katie King. Okay. Same? Yeah, same thing.
0: Formerly Lang. Yeah. <laughs> what if? Dot dot dot. The dream house. A visitor at sea, a note about the 25th man, and of course, the 25th man, and then the boy who was once a man, Benjamin Button Syndrome, probably. Okay. Was the boy
1: once the 25th man?
0: Maybe. Okay. That's things things I'm going to all listen to your next album to kind of, you know, get, get a vibe of. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. It'll be out tomorrow. Perfect. Yeah. I also have a copy of the nineteenth series of Ripley's Believe It or Not, and this oh. is from nineteen seventy-seven. Oh
1: What's on the cover there? Who
0: is that? Uh, it's a woman with which looks like with uh, matchsticks in her face, sticking out of her face. Yeah, sticking out of her face. Is she gonna set herself on fire?
1: What, what <laughs> I is don't the, know. Well, it says, "Is she?" What does it say on the front? It says, "Is she the beard li- bearded lady, or is she part porcupine, or what? Or what?" See back cover. Helena Antonia, an 18-year-old bearded lady visiting Graz, Austria for a carnival, received eight marriage proposals in a single day. She rejected them all and never received another proposal during her lifetime. Ouch. Huh? Oh, wait, no. I read the wrong... Okay. (laughs) I read the wrong... That was just a completely different thing. Okay, that was just... About the front cover, what she has on her face are ordinary toothpicks broken in half. Mm -hmm. For some reason, a light touch makes them cling. Oh, believe it or not <laughs> i mean knowing knowing robert ripley that seems like yeah maybe it's a load of bs
0: so i was like uh thumbing through some of these believe it or not things mm-hmm. and a lot of them you got to think in 1977 what they were just figuring out is pretty like common knowledge now mm-hmm. um the one that uh, i read before uh the male the male midwife frog he hatches the eggs by Produced by his mate, carrying them affixed on his own body. So, yeah, we know that. (laughs) Um, hen is a cross between a turkey and a chicken.
1: Whoa, believe it or not. That seems like somebody who wrote for the book was like, all right, I got to add one more in. We need to, like, fill up this last page. Like, what are we going to do?
0: Believe it or not.
1: Let's just add. (laughs) Believe it
0: or not, Tabitha the cat had 28 toes. Just saying. Just saying. Believe it or not. The famous Tabitha. V in yeah. quotes, Tabitha. <laughs> um, I got, I got a, a beautiful little piece about uh the the female ostrich. Uh, the female ostrich always lays one of its eggs outside its nest, and uh, in Africa, insists that the lone egg beside the nest helps to remind the absent-minded mother to hatch the others.
1: Okay, so it's like the uh, rubber band on the wrist of the.
0: Yeah. The animal world. So okay. it has, like, a good nest of eggs. Mm-hmm. It, it gets to going. And then the last one, it just kind of, like... Oh. Yeah, let's throw oh. it outside a little bit. Perfect. Believe it or not. That's why, though. I'll believe that one. The turbans worn by the pirates of Zanzibar were so long that they could be used to truss up a prisoner, making him look like an Egyptian mummy. Okay. Is Well, how many is... Because, I mean... It, it
1: could be normal sizes but if you just combine enough together like yeah that's obviously going to cover someone up like
0: steve believe it or not i'm not
1: believing any of
0: this believe this it or all. not mm-hmm. and uh also we got uh some pretty cool sci-fi texts uh this was from isaac asimov's science fiction which for over 35 years they've published uh sci-fi writers originally it was just isaac asimov but these were prime asimov days. These are from the early nineties. I actually got four different uh monthly books here. I got from I got January ninety, mid December ninety, February ninety one, and then a part two of February ninety one. Okay. And uh, the the covers themselves are, are pretty damn cool. A regret of mine, there were so many of these. And you
1: only grabbed four.
0: I only grabbed four because I didn't That's know right. exactly what Right. They were. Right. I did some research. They go for about six or seven bucks a piece. So that's not bad, but it has, uh, uh, like short stories from like Isaac Asimov. It mm-hmm. has, uh, uh, Pat Murphy was another name that I noticed from there that I remember. Jeffrey Landis. And then a lot of a lot of bunch of no names after that. I mean right. that I know.
1: Right. <laughs> but... Or like stand-up comedians trying a different, yeah, different just,
0: route. Just trying a different go at it. Andrew yeah. Dice
1: Clay's Dystopian Future short yeah. story. Yeah.
0: A lot like that. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of cool books. And um what I usually look at when I do look for books is I look for the like the – because it's like gold pages or the red pages. Right. And so right. they look kind of like dated. Right. So that's how you jump – they jump out at like that's something to grab. Yeah. And you grab some comics, yeah. which
1: was a super, super good find. I haven't had the chance to look through all of them yet, but there is – some of them don't have covers, but I know there's – well, this one looks oh. – up. This Casper the Friendly Ghost. I
0: have an opinion on why they don't have covers, but you may know the same thing. Do you, are you like a comic reader, collector, I'm, or anything? I'm
1: not much of a comic reader. No, well, I, I couldn't tell you.
0: And this could be – I could be way off base, but when comic retailers, they're shipped different uh, – a different quantity of, of titles, mm-hmm. if they don't sell them, if they destroy the book, that means they didn't sell them. So they destroy the book and they actually get part of that money back. Okay. And they, they – Returned, they returned back the destroyed text. Okay. So it's like a weird thing, but if they can't sell them, they destroy them and send them back. And usually to destroy them, they tear the covers off. And that's okay. what I think what we got here is just a bunch of destroyed, because the covers are all ripped off. Them. Yeah. Well,
1: hmm. This one looks, because I. Sorry, there's an ad in here from... It says, Casper wants to know, who are you going to be this Halloween? Yeah. You can be Casper or one of his cartoon friends. Look at all the great Collegeville characters at your store soon. Collegeville has your favorites and the safety first features that mom likes. And This is from Collegeville Costumes and Collegeville, PA, which is actually where I like, was You're born. That mom likes. Yeah, so I mean, I'm assuming it's my mom, depending on the year <laughs> this came out. But the, yeah, the, the four options are Casper, the Roadrunner, Popeye, and Bugs Bunny. And these are all just they're, they're illustrations of the the masks, yeah, but pass that one not over. the actual masks,
0: it seems like. So, so you just kind of get a general vibe of what you can expect. Right,
1: but I mean, it must have been like a local reprint sort of thing or something. If it's Casper specifically... wants to know who
0: you're going to be for Halloween. Mm-hmm. That's crazy that you just kind of have to... Get a vibe from those four, like, penny-sized pictures. Yeah, these are
1: the four options. Of who
0: you want to be. Out of those four, I I would go with Casper from the Roadrunner, Popeye, and Bugs Bunny.
2: If you
1: want to scare people, I'd say go with the Bugs Bunny, because that doesn't look like Bugs Bunny. No. That looks like one of the, like, ice cream pops of Bugs Bunny that you get Mm -hmm. at, like, an ice cream truck. A mutated form of something Then you
0: have to eat. Yeah. Yeah. These seem to be pretty old, my friend.
1: There's some t-shirt iron-ons here.
0: Yeah, read about those.
1: What do we have? Uh, super t-shirts, iron-on transfers. Now you can order the transfers you've always wanted and iron them onto your favorite shirts, jackets, sweatshirts, etc. There's several variations of keep on trucking. So I'm assuming this was peak R-crumb. Yeah. Um, gosh, these are so... They're, they're they look maybe awesome. like half an inch yeah. big. Like, you can't really tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of them look like... They say keep on trucking, <laughs> so maybe it's specifically a shirt company that does keep on. Well, there is a there is a rhino, and in big text behind it, it says uh, "horny," mm. H O R N E Y. Great
0: comedy. So comedy, you know. Referring to the horn on the rhino's nose. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah, very not lowbrow at all. No, the complete friendly, the friendly Ghost Casper and Prince Chickenheart it's all in this okay so if you ever curious about his chicken heart adventure <laughs> that's the whole thing here um do you have some like x-men in there too i think i might there it, there was a um there was a
1: justice league there's that's what some, i was thinking of yeah. justice league yeah man, or Sp- stanley presents man
0: thing mm, mm-hmm. um dude i didn't know you had a man thing yeah those <laughs> like man thing is like fucking stellar yeah Um, Man-Thing is like Marvel's idea of Swamp Thing only like Man-Thing like depending on who's writing Man-Thing is like just like a lonely creature that like lives in the swamp and Swamp Thing is more like a fuckboy sci-fi right tree okay person
1: what I'm seeing it seems like people are largely just shooting at this thing yeah yeah it's it's just
0: like an abomination type deal yeah Yeah, Swamp Thing is actually one of my favorite characters, Um, in maybe my favorite comic book run ever. Swamp Thing, uh, Alan Moore Swamp Thing, right? He, uh, Abby Arcane, and him—they're like digging one another like super hard, Mm -hmm. and she basically says like, "I don't know that I could like, like we can't really fuck because you're like." made of plants and that might like just (laughs) (laughs) fucking that might not work out
1: everything or so
0: he like is like well we can if you really want and he basically rips off a piece of his body that he gives to her she devours she eats it and then gets really stoned and then they fuck so he's like just he's a giant Mm -hmm. weed
1: plant yeah Is, is the okay yeah Okay.
0: So he was like <laughs> – All right. Like, because she loved him, but she's just like, I don't know what I'm going to do with you, man. Like, sexually, I don't know what's going to go on. Right. It's and just he's just be... like, well, here's something to kind of take the edge off. So it was like kind of a weird thing, but Swamp Thing's pretty cool.
1: Um, who... What's that one you got here? This... Well, one that I'm looking at right now is The Blip. The Blip? And it looks like a big uh, electroshock Whoa. thing. Whoa. <laughs> the Blip. <laughs> um, I – I moved farther back into the cave towards the weird sighing sound, and then my eyes became accustomed to the dark. I turned and saw the fantastic, the unbelievable, and then, yeah, the blip. The blip. blip. It's the blip.
0: And as I was talking about a little bit before, it's really hard to come across comic collections on the thrifting scenes, because it seems like people just save those. But people donate their records, so you find record collections dating from, you know, all the way back to the 70s, but never really comics. Today's the first day that I've come across comics in a long, long time, so I'm glad that you kind of got that. Here, let me hand you two, then, if you want. Yeah. Uh, Dingbats (laughs) of Danger Street, huh? Whoa, Dingbats of Danger Street. This is, when was this published? This was published in 1975. We got four Dingbats on the cover. I'm good looks. Know why I'm laughing? Because in a minute, there'll be nothing to laugh about. They call me non-fat. No matter what happens, I'm hanging on to this hot dog. That's what he said. Nice. <laughs> sure. All you have to do is stand here, just exercise, and then, bam, you'll yell for me, crunch. Oh, he doesn't say, yeah, he does say crunch. He says, he, he says, he says crunch the noise or? that his okay. he's crunching wood, and he wants to say it. Mm-hmm. Only, and the fourth thing bad here, only a nut would hang on to Danger Street. Yeah, give me give me my bananas. Don't split. Just watch. And then it's just like they do a different exercises and fight crime at the same time, which is really funny. Okay, so it's a health-oriented crime-fighting team? Yeah, it's or, like a okay. health-oriented crime-fighting deal. Yeah. Okay. um 14 ways to help you earn more money, comic. I think I'm going to pass on this one, my friend.
1: <laughs> I got all the money I need, so I don't really... Yeah,
0: right? Next up, I wanted to go over the find of the day in a brand new segment I'd like to call Me at My Core. are new to the show listeners of the show will tell you that I've been attempting to rebuild my collection of the core action figures and what the core are to some are just generic GI Joes but what the core are to me are very special little guys because not only did they see military combat but they've had some deep-sea adventures. They've been to Space Steve. They've been to a lot of different places the G.I. Joes never were. So I've been attempting to re-put together my old collection. I've gone through thrifting experiences trying to find them, yard sales, Uh, my sister's trying to help me collect them. Well right here in front of us in this plastic bag I have 30 of the original core action figures that I have reassembled. And about five or six of these are very close to my heart because they actually were ones that I used to own. So we're gonna be talking about the core. Uh, The first ones out were called the Yellow Card Series. Okay. And so it's action figures that were basically on yellow cardboard. Well, what I was into was the black card series. So all the ones that were on the the black
2: Yeah, so right. uh,
0: Dark Kid already. Right. I got Whispering Willy here, version 2. Uh, version 1 was gray, but I called this motherfucker bad boy when I was a kid because he had a mohawk. Oh yeah, yeah. he does look like a bad boy. We got Large Sarge, uh, version 2 here. Uh, version 1 was not as cool, mm-hmm. um, so you could take a look at them. Uh, third one on is Junkyard. This guy has grenades all over him. And this is actually version 2.5. And then the three here, we have uh, Tony Tanner, which he's like blue and pink. We got the shark, which actually, I never called him the shark. I called him Diver Dan, because he's just like a diver. He just looks like a diver, yeah. Yeah. Nothing shark about him. And the, the reason I think, well... I, I would rename these guys Is because they were just like They had pieces of shit's names Right Like, like You can come up with something
1: better than that One of like,
0: these dudes was named Hat Trick Lemonade good. I'm I'm Changing that Yeah Lightning Matumbo. You want that? Ugh, no Sensei Kabuto No Do you that, want that? So I would just yeah. give them different names Uh This one right here Um Is kind of funny because we, We're looking at a, a version 2.5 of John Eagle but okay. John Eagle, his head, that's not John Eagle's head. Yeah, that, that, that,
1: he looks like a Canadian Mountie uh, cosplaying as someone from Dragon Ball Z.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And John Eagle, we all know, is he's just a Dragon Ball Z cosplayer, of oh, course. Yeah. Yeah. So, not his head. But I want, uh, I want to give you a bag of these. Okay. And I know you have no history with the core. Pick a couple out of this bag. Ugh. And I'm going to put you on the spot. Give him a storyline. Give him a character, and go from there.
1: Okay, let's let's see. I'm not looking. This is this is legitimate. I mean, the the edited uh, yep. pauses might not be legitimate, but
0: <laughs> we'll see. Oh, I know that one's name. Steve has picked out a guy that I know. Okay, before you tell me his name,
1: he is a, a bearded white guy wearing a turban. Not great. Not great to begin with, but he does have chains. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, he's up a little bit in my book. He is a oh the hole in the back that comes to the whole Never my. There's a yin and yang symbol, so already kind of crossing things culturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, purple and black, I would say. What do you think about that color
0: scheme? What does that say about his? It's this very
1: uh, late '70s, early '80s. Uh, he is probably in some sort of infomercial and is. Not infomercial, some sort of educ yeah, some sort of edutainment, and he is just enough on the evil side, but uh, morally in between enough to be swayed back to the to the uh, good side by the end of the
0: his arc. Yeah, what that guy's name? name his name is Bengala, and okay. I believe that's version three of Bengala. Okay. Version one, he had like a gray top, white pants. Um, version two is a little bit different. But version three, he went totally goth boy. Yeah, he looks he like went, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a raver with a turban. That was his most alt personality yeah. of that. Because these core figures, the, the bag that we're taking a look for ranges from uh, 1986 to about 1993. Mm-hmm. So he was actually a later... Uh, well, core still goes on to this day, but out of the lot that we have, he's one of the later ones. That's surprising, cause like he he also looks like
1: um somebody who was way too old for like the rest of the warriors. Mm-hmm. Like while all the warriors were having their like baseball bat fights, <laughs> he was like trying to get in on the action, but like they just knew. This, he was still this hanging along. This guy's yeah. creeping all of us out. Like at least we can bond over the fact that this like 45 year old man is is mm-hmm. being
0: a little too heavy handed pick another one to core okay. out. So that's Bengala, a later light, version Bengala. Steve is no looking. The second no look from Steve. Ooh. Okay. Um tell the roaches what this fella looks like.
1: Who oh boy.
0: This there's a lot <laughs> there <laughs> is there's a lot going
1: on with this this one. <laughs> okay. Oh. So first off, let's start from head to toe. He has a black bandana covering the lower half of his face. Yeah. A gold-plated chess piece. He has some sort of uh, fingerless glove on his left hand. And on his right hand, he has, like, a black sleeve all the way down with what I assume is a metal hand. And then, (laughs) leaning down, he has black pants with... Like red stripes that kind of make them look like uh, like really bad Zubaz pants, and then on top
0: of all this, he has uh, orange orange flip flops. Orange flip flops. So yeah, <laughs> A lot going on there. What could you assume from this character?
1: Uh, he wants to be evil during the day, but also wants to spend some time at the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because he's. He has a heart of darkness doesn't mean that he doesn't want to spend a little time relaxing in the sand. Can't
0: get a sick wave in the meantime. Doesn't mean he doesn't want to get some sand in his toes. I'm glad we stopped at this one because that one right there is a cannibalized action figure.
1: Oh, okay. So when when I bought,
0: when I got this lot, a lot of them were, uh, you know, my friend here, John Eagle, who used a Dragon Ball Z character with like a, a, that's on his head. Right. That core fella there is pieced together of four different other core guys okay um i mentioned the name sensei kabuto before that left arm and pants are sensei kabudos the rest of that i can't even tell you okay so it might not even be from the gi joe collection this is just like the core collection the yeah core collection yeah yeah so I, I i couldn't tell you what that is but i immediately picked that one out out of the bag and i was like i can't get a goddamn read on mm-hmm. what that guy is but he looks like that he could, like, not only uh, be, a like, a space villain, but that he could also surf kind of okay. Right. So that's where we are with that. But this has been my first step in gathering my core collection back. But those ones that I rattled off at the beginning were ones that I had as a kid. And they are great examples of me at my core. <laughs> To give us some bumper before the commercial break, Steve, why don't you pull out those Disney cups that you found today? Oh yeah. It's your time okay. it's your turn to uh shine, Steve. What All do right. we got here?
1: So we found these uh, two Phineas and Ferb cups. And <laughs> they I'm to be honest, I have not seen a lot of phineas and ferb so i don't know the name of uh the green duck boy uh <laughs> here but his head opens up he has he has like a uh i guess it's a fedora it's yeah. like a large uh like old detective fedora and that comes up and if you want to hear this sound of it shutting here
0: two of those <laughs> two of the, oh,
1: i'll do both of them at the same time now so we have two of these
0: yeah
1: so if you want to uh be drinking something on the go but uh well make everybody dude... think that you're just carrying the head of uh the green duck
0: well this dude was a detective right he would like hide and do weird shit and so like yeah this is from the disney live series so we got mm-hmm. two <laughs> detective duck yeah
1: <laughs> detective green duck oh you
0: know what it's not a duck it's a platypus that was his whole bit is i'm a platypus okay. right And people would not take him serious because he was a platypus. Mm -hmm. But then when they weren't taking him serious, he would, like, scoop on down into, like, the dirt. And he would have, like, his own little hideout down there. And he'd be like, I'm doing fedora stuff down here. Okay. So we got two of these from the Disney Live series. And um, I actually looked these up, and these are rare. Oh, they're very rare? Yeah, there's not a lot made of these. Great. Can't wait to to sell these for some money. But all in all today was a great haul i'm happy to have some core guys back some cool sci-fi text um three river stadium stuff and you got uh platypus cups uh, so at this point we're gonna be uh we're gonna take a quick commercial break but when we come back that's right we have more questions that you guys sent in one of them is about a couch so stay tuned we'll see you after the break
2: fans who make the trip to Pittsburgh for the playoffs will be struck by how similar the two towns are. Three Rivers Stadium, much like our own stadium, sits along the waterfront, towering over the riverboats that dock the water. It reminds me of the area around Sawyer Point Park. You look up and you see the beauty of the hills, similar to Price Hill and Mount Adams, and the warm, cozy feeling they provide. And so all these things we have alike, the stadium and the river and the bridges and the river boats and the rolling hills and the fountain and our newspapers, except their newspaper is wrong. Of course, they don't know it yet. Pirate fans swear they're number one. There's no doubt about it. The Pirates are going to win. I'm surprised they didn't sweep, but they'll take it in Pittsburgh. I'm a Bucs fan this year because they're going all the way. I have tickets for the playoff games and the World Series when we get there. So you can see, like us, they're confident, they've got spirit, they've got fan support. But that's where the similarity ends. Because by the end of this week, only one city will go to the World Series. I'm Jerry Springer, offering condolences to Pittsburgh. You don't deserve to feel comfortable.
0: open a beer for the second part of the show <laughs> okay. so uh, as you guys have been emailing in and thank you by the way i appreciate all these cool emails you can email the show at thriftypodcast at thriftypodcast.yahoo.com the second part of the show uh, the past like three or four weeks has been uh dealing with a lot of questions you guys email in so keep them coming and we'll keep the second half of the show like this the first question for steve and i today Um, It comes from Leslie. Leslie, I'm not sure who you are, but uh, what's up? I think this is the second time you've emailed in. Hey, Thrifty. Found this show because of your Instagram post. I need to catch up on the episodes. I need a new couch. I'm not even sure where to start. At the local Goodwill, they have couches all the time, and some of them are pretty cool. I'm just not sure if I should patiently wait for a better couch, in parentheses, since I see so many, or buy a couch before the well runs dry. Any couch thoughts? I know I have an opinion on this. What is your opinion on this?
1: I would say that I don't think that the perfect couch objectively exists. I think it's, it's, it's based on... Mm-hmm. what based on you based on what wh- you as a person and maybe it's maybe it's based on what you're willing to put up with a <laughs> couch and a used couch yeah like somebody's uh, least favorite couch could be just like sheer bliss for someone else i mean mm-hmm. it, it, it <laughs> yeah.
0: could be what you want yeah yeah to me i think the unspoken here leslie if you're listening is I don't think you have found that perfect couch. Mm-hmm. I don't think that a couch has spoken to you truly how a couch should speak to you. And I think you're you're waiting for the the a good couch that you know. And I think when you see the couch that you see in your living room or your living space, wherever you are, you'll know it. You know? Mm-hmm. You'll look at that couch and no matter its stains, no matter how you sit in it, and it like feels it's yours yeah a good couch has character a good ho- couch has character mm-hmm. another thing it all depends on pets too let's be honest oh
1: yeah oh yeah
0: and like i have seen with my own eyes that if you have cats the older the couch the better it holds up mm-hmm. so if you have a cat get an older couch cuz that cat could rip the the shit out of that yeah and it's not going to really it's not going to really give newer mm-hmm. couches Eh? I don't know.
1: Newer couches it depends I think also if you have dogs I would say stink couch. Yeah, you got to watch especially the, it's in relation to the size of your dog, like the weight of your dog. I mean, I know that uh uh back home we had a uh like a this little suede couch that we got from I can't even remember where Ooh. but um, it, it lasted maybe two months <laughs> cause our, our one dog Autumn is a, a bigger dog and she just sort of, it like, it was, it was both her and I guess us sitting on it, but it like beat it up, beat it up and just slowly the couch would like sink, sink, sink more. And, and it just became
0: kind of a mess. So there was no ass to the couch anymore. No, no. Okay. So I think if you're waiting on the couch of your dreams, it's okay to wait because you'll know. Mm-hmm. You'll know which couch is perfect. Mm-hmm. The second question comes from... Thanks, Leslie. Yeah, thank you, Leslie. Um, I think we, we both know this individual, uh, Jack. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Know, I'm aware of Jack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know acid Jack. Jack. Um, I don't want to... I'll, I'll say Jack Miller. I'll mm-hmm. say it. Why not? <laughs> um, this comes from Jack, and we actually both know Jack. I've been getting into the baking game. So far, it's been a lot of fun, but I know I'm eventually going to need more bakeware to bake things in. Storageware to store spices and ingredients in. I thought thrifting could be an interesting way to find both. What's the most interesting bakeware, storageware, servingware you've seen on a thrift? Is thrifting even a good place to find these sort of things? Well, ultimately... I have found um, a lot of different bakeware and storageware. And I'll say this, and maybe Steve has seen it here and there too. Man, when people give up on like baking ovens and like toaster uh, ovens, yeah, they don't clean it before they drop <laughs> that off. <laughs> no. It's like they just rip it right out of the wall yeah. and just throw it in there. Yeah, You on, can see
1: everything that they made for at least a year.
0: Yeah, right Yeah. In the ones that I see are very much abused, mm-hmm. very abused, and it's not cleaned before mm-hmm. it gets there. Um now on past episodes of the show I've I talked about it I see George Foreman grills so often yeah. on the market. Yeah. So often and I found one the size of a UFO, so I bought it and it, it was a rarity because it was clean. Oh, it was n- okay at least visually it was mm-hmm. not used i did wipe it down before i used it mm-hmm. but it did not look used i will say baking anything that you're cooking or baking they're out there but they're not usually in the best condition or clean right i will say storage stuff boy you got it jack keep looking there's a yeah. lot of things to store spices in out there so much mm-hmm. i actually have uh um, and they were one of a kind. It's like a glass blown salt and pepper shaker. I don't, okay. I don't know that I've mentioned that on the show, but I have like yellow and red glass blown right, right. salt and pepper shakers, oh, okay. and they're really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things you'll find out there, Jack. Too, if you're looking for like a spice shelf, boy, those come up a bunch.
1: Oh yeah, like spice, any sort of spice rack, or I mean, it's you, you, ne- you never get something that seems like cookie cutter when it comes to that. I feel like it's like. Yeah, it's all it's all very individual and like, yeah. I mean, when you see it, when you see it, just sort of in in the boxes, you're not gonna get anything that looks sure. so so similar.
0: Well, I'd say go for the spikes spice racks. You know, mm-hmm. I think the world is your oyster as far, far as that. Even the containers, if you're looking to bake, my man, um, I say look, but don't have the utmost confidence that you're gonna find something mm-hmm. that you could maybe throw you know, some fries in or a little, little ass like baked goods to make yourself a little cake, but you know, go with it. Um, I think we have time for one more email. Why not? Um, this one's actually a short one. This one comes from Peyton. I think we have time for one email Peyton P E Y T O N. (laughs) I don't know why I spelled it. I find a lot of old merchandise from high school sports teams. When I go to my local Goodwill or thrift, do you see that a lot? What do you think happens with those clothes? I mean, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. What happens with those clothes? Like yeah, a high schooler. Yeah, I people think like out. it is weird because I I've I found like soccer jerseys before mm. from like local high schools that it seems like that they're like extras or whatnot, and they just kind of toss them out. Mm-hmm. Um, I as as far as I remember about high school sports, there's always like jerseys and shit lying around like in gym class and stuff so it's probably like some high school just throwing it out i don't know did you play any sports in high school
1: i played baseball for two weeks in the second grade
0: okay how did that go those two um, weeks
1: i don't remember anything other than when i when my parents purchased me a cup yeah protective cup to wear I went to practice that day and told everybody that I was wearing a cup and that was it. I don't remember, I don't remember <laughs> being picked on for that. I don't remember any, anything positive or negative. I just remember running. It wasn't and a saying, seminal moment. No, just everybody I'm wearing a cup. And then I, w- I like did some weird wiggle dance and point pointed at the cup region mm-hmm. and, and
0: and I, that's all I remember from... It doesn't seem like that regrettable of a yeah, moment, right? Yeah, we, we were... Uh, what was
1: it? The Perky Omen Cubs, I think, is what it was called. The
0: Perky Omen Cubs? Yeah,
1: Perky Omen is... Um, I, well, it was basically sort of like... It's the river sort of like near Collegeville. Collegeville okay. and Schwanksville and all that. Um, I think perkyomen is Native American. I'm not sure which tribe yeah. for... Di- like dirty water, like muddy water. Because basically yeah. the river whenever it would rain would just become like flooded with sediment and would be like this like brownish orange oh nice all the way through so i i think that's, that's that that's what it was yeah
0: um yeah it was it at was perky omen or collegeville or something like that but yeah that's so two weeks in you were out i yeah, played probably just quit <laughs> i played sports i paid i played basketball for 10 years oh wow yeah okay it's a whole thing. <laughs> um, we, maybe we don't have time to go into all of it, but I could certainly go into some of it. Yeah. It was like given it like my dad was he went to college and he was a wrestler in college, mm-hmm. dropped out. Right. So at that point he had to make his son do that. Oh, like, really commit to a sport. Yeah, like, like, really yeah. get into it. So right. he, like, pushed me into multiple sports. Oh. Mul- so I did the whole <laughs> Everything, thing. Everything, right. Yeah, I did any sport that you could... American sport, Americanized sport. Right, right. I, 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 I got myself into, but basketball was one that kind of stuck, and I did for 10 years. And I went to high school, and I was doing that, and... In grade school, he was my coach. Oh.
1: oh. So it was. That's a nightmare. That's having your parent as a coach or a parent as a coach or a teacher in any setting is is, seems just.
0: I didn't love it. But then he actually was kicked out because I went to Catholic school and he. Oh, well, okay. So I went to Catholic school from preschool to eighth grade. And when I was a little kid, he was my coach. Mm -hmm. And my friend's dad was a coach, too. So I had two coaches. But (laughs) they were both excommunicated from coaching the basketball team because they left their families. Oh. So, like, by hook or by crook, both of them, like, left our family. (laughs) And so they weren't allowed to be our coaches anymore. Right, because they sinned. Yeah, they sinned there. And the interesting part of it was, uh, my friend's dad was one of our coaches. Mm-hmm. My friend's new dad, <laughs> oh. my friend's new doctor dad, <laughs> was then inserted in as a coach. And boy, he benched 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 the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, I was God, like replaced. No. Yeah, I was no longer a starting player. Oh boy. And it was it was weird. What came first, my bad behavior? Or my benching, I can't mm-hmm. even remember. Mm-hmm. But when I was on that court, I would like freak out. <laughs> oh, jeez! And there's been like home videos of me like pushing kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I was always like the little dude, and I was like sort of picked on. So right. like my stage, when I was on that type of stage, mm-hmm. I would have like act out and sort of like in like. <laughs> but anyway, It'd be the most <laughs> dramatic one, like on the yeah Is that right. But anyway, Peyton, um, (laughs) uh, high schools just have a lot of different uh, uniforms sticking around. So I don't even think in particular that they may may have been worn, but I've seen that themselves. And, you know, once you're in high school and you go to college, you either play sports or don't. So they probably don't want the the high school stink on them. Right. They're not going
1: to reuse uniforms.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So those were very good questions. Again, you could email thriftypodcast at yahoo.com. I'm very thankful for Steve to be here, and this has been a long time coven, coming because we've been friends for a bit, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, good couple years, I think. Yeah, yeah. and we've
0: – like, you know, people from PA, you mm-hmm. know? Like, yeah. So we should definitely <laughs> hang out more while you're in this side of Pittsburgh. Definitely, yeah. And uh, Bluffs, uh, as I said, they're the theme for the show for multiple reasons. Um, but also, uh, the song you heard during the commercial break is a, a new song from Steve. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on some sort of album
1: coming up, and I, I hope you guys all liked it. Um, you can rip the audio from here if you want to keep listening to it, unless the album's out. Hell yeah. I'm not really sure, but thank you, Todd, for having me.
0: Yeah, you want to plug your Bandcamp real quick? Sure, yeah. It's uh,
1: stevebarris.bandcamp.com. That's uh, S-T-E-V-E b e r e s dot dot com and mm-hmm. all all of not all of my albums but I, I probably seven or eight are on there and I,
0: alternate I, reality
1: yes uh, that's the
0: theme for the show you that's do the that most
1: recent one uh, that is you can pay what you want on there if you want you can also buy a CD off of the bandcamp Steve's very nice thank you thank you Todd
0: as alternate reality plays us out in the back I wish you all good night goodbye bang